What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back. We are back. We are back. It is Thursday, June 23rd, and we are back. I want to welcome everyone into the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, episode number 15. My name is Troy. I'll be guiding you on this journey, and we have got a packed show today. So we are going to talk about my vacation that I just went on with my wife and son and the baseball game that we attended while we were there. I've got a few other things I want to talk to you about in the baseball world. We're going to look ahead to a few weekend series. Actually, we have three really good weekend series that we're going to look ahead to. And uh, then I'm going to answer a fan question. We got a fan question I'm going to answer later on in the show, as well as always our random player of the episode. Thank you for joining us today, and you can find the show on pretty much every, any platform that carries podcasts. We are there except for iHeartRadio and Stitcher, so you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Podbean, all those other good uh, podcast platforms. You can find the video version of the show on YouTube. Just search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. You can find my writings on medium.com. Just go there and search for Troy Brock. And you can find the show on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just go to any of those platforms and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. But we're going to kick the show off today And I'm going to tell y'all about the vacation that my wife and son and I just got back from uh, earlier this week on early, early, early Tuesday morning or late Monday night, depending on the way you look at it. We went to Houston. Um, I told y'all a little bit about the trip before we went. And uh, my wife is from Houston. She was raised over there in Houston, and her mother still lives there. So we went and visited her mother, spent a week with her mom. And, uh, I mean, we pretty much just hung out, hung out at her house. Uh, and then on a Friday, while we were there on Friday, we went to a Houston Astros game, and we took our son. That was the first time he'd ever been to a major league game. Um, he had a really good time. He, uh, my son is three. So if you have ever been around a three-year-old, they're generally pretty hyper. Um, but he actually did really well. Uh, he did really well at the game. Uh, for the most part, he's, he's, he sat pretty still. Um, we did, uh, take games for him to play. And there was also, uh, another couple of younger kids in the area with us that he talked to and, um, had a good time with, uh, one was a four-year-old. And uh, he he played with the four-year-old, and they took turns playing their game uh, while we watched the baseball game. And, we you know, we showed him about the baseball game. We, we tried to show him a little bit, try to get him interested in the baseball game as well. Um, and at Minute Maid Park, for those of you that are unaware, they have a train in the uh, upper level of left field. And anytime an Astros player hits a home run, they run the train. It goes down and comes back and goes choo-choo. And that was my son's favorite part of the game. Uh, We also, uh, my wife and I did ask him while we were watching the game, we asked him if he wanted to play baseball when he got older. He said, yeah. And we asked him 
I pointed at the field uh, as the fielders were out there in the middle of an inning. And I asked him, I said, where do you think you'd want to play, buddy? And he pointed, he said, in the grass. And I was like, all right. So I guess our son is going to be an outfielder, which uh, we do fully believe that he is left-handed. So if he is a left-handed outfielder, and if he grows to be the size that we think he is going to be, uh, he's going to hit a lot of dingers in his baseball career. Um, something I was not able of capable of doing. I was not a home run hitter. I was a contact hitter. I was a get on base guy. I drew a lot of walks when I played baseball and slow pitch softball, um, which still counts. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, we went to a Houston Astros game. They were hosting the White Sox. We went to game one of that series. It was Framber Valdez for the Astros and Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. And in route to the game, uh, I told, um, my mother-in-law and uh, father-in-law that uh, the White Sox pitcher, Lucas Giolito, <laughs> it was one of the top strikeout artists in baseball. He proceeded to strike out three guys and get lit up. He actually got lit up in his next start, which was yesterday also. So I guess the Astros broke Lucas Giolito or he's pitching through an injury right now. Not really sure which one it is, but he did not have a good game. And uh, my mother-in-law did want me to inform y'all uh, that uh, I was wrong about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lucas Giolito has not pitched well his last couple of starts. <clears throat> and he came into the Astros start uh, doing pretty well over the past few games, but the Astros start and then his start yesterday was just not good. Uh, Astros won that game 13 to three. <clears throat> it was a fun game. We got to see, uh, five Astros home runs and a White Sox home run. Uh, Bregman hit a home run. Uh, Guriel hit a home run. Kyle Tucker hit a home run. Um, who was the other oh Jordan got to see Jordan home run. I don't know why I forgot about that. I love Jordan. That's the that's the that's the main thing I wanted from the trip. I, I figured usually when we go to Houston, if it's baseball season, we go to an Astros game. That was the first time I've gotten to see Jordan play in person. Um and I wanted to see Jordan home run. I got to see that. And then we saw Michael Brantley's Grand Slam. Um so uh, it was a 10-run sixth inning for the Astros. That was probably the longest half inning that I've ever been in person for. And then A.J. Pollock hit a home run for the White Sox. So we got to see a lot of home runs. Um, we sat along the first baseline just past the dugout up a good ways. Uh, we, it was a good view. Um, but, uh, we, we, there, there was no way we were going to get a foul ball or anything like that, which is fine. Um, that, that was fine. We, we, you know, we had fun. We enjoyed our, we enjoyed ourselves, had fun at the game and, uh, look forward to the next major league game that we will be attending, uh, which we have not discussed as of yet. I don't think we are going out of town again during baseball season, um, as far as I know. So unless we make an impromptu trip to a Braves game one day. Um, we may not be going to another baseball game this uh, major league baseball game this season, but who knows? Uh, but like I said, it was a fun trip. 
fun trip to Houston. Uh, and uh, we always have fun when we go to Houston. Houston's a great time. I like Houston. I like the city of Houston. Um, and yeah, but the, that brings us to a couple other things I wanted to talk to y'all about going on in the baseball world. And first and foremost, Manny Ramirez came out the other day um, and was quoted as saying that if Derek Jeter played for the Royals, he would just be another regular old baseball player. Not sure if y'all saw him say that or not, uh, but I saw it and I could not agree more with what Mayor Ramirez said. Derek Jeter on the Yankees, he's considered one of the best of all time. People think he's one of the best shortstops of all time. I've never understood that. Defensively, he's one of the worst shortstops of all time. He had no range. He made uh, one really heady play um, running in and fielding that one bunt. Um, I know you've seen the highlights. Everybody's seen the highlights of that. And then he had the jump throw. Uh, he had a good arm. He had no range. He had no range. He Defensively, he was more of a liability than um, a great. Uh, at the plate, he was good. He was a really good hitter. But he was a, uh, he was a contact guy. So and he would have just been another regular everyday player. But as Manny Rivera said, because he played for the Yankees, he became an all-time great. And another thing, I I also, when they did the whole Derek Jeter retirement tour thing, I, I was not a fan of that because they don't do it for every player that retires. I mean, obviously, you're not going to do it if a guy retires in the middle of the season because he's forced out. But they did it for Jeter. They did it for Rivera. I don't think they did it for CeCe. If I remember correctly, they might have. I don't remember. And I don't think they did it for Chipper Jones when he retired from the Braves. They did do it for Chipper Jones. Um, I've not been a fan of that because there are guys that retire every year. They they don't get that same treatment, you know. Um, Obviously, a lot of other guys aren't regarded on the same levels as Jeter, Jones, uh, Rivera, CC, if he got one. But... I mean, if you're going to do it for one guy, do it for all of them. Um, that's that's the way I look at it. So I was never really a fan of that. Um, but yeah, Derek Jeter would have been just another just another baseball player if he played for the Royals. But he uh, he played for the Yankees. Luckily enough for him, so he is now considered one of the all time greats. And the other thing I wanted to talk to y'all about was a little bit of fun. I've been doing a lot of proje- projections um, lately. I've uh, done some uh, full season win total projections. Uh, been doing some daily projections, which uh, may come into play on the podcast uh, later on down the line. Um, but uh, my win total projections I did for all of what I consider to be the National League contenders uh, in no certain order. Those that those that I consider to be the National League contenders for the playoffs this year would be the Braves, Brewers. Cardinals, Giants, Mets, Padres, and Dodgers. Uh, you know, a couple of those are pretty obvious that they're playoff contenders. Um, honestly, really, all of them are pretty obvious. And then, of course, the other seven teams in the National League, I don't see them as playoff contenders. So I didn't do win projections for them because their win projections don't really matter because they're not going to get into October. 
Um, but for those eight teams, there's only six playoff spots per league. Um, so I did the win project projections for the NL contenders. And to explain the way that I came to these win projections, um, I took the Pythagorean record of, uh, of each team, compared it with their actual record. Um, for those of you that uh, aren't aware, Pythagorean record is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. The formula is you take the runs scored for a team versus the runs allowed, and you do the Pythagorean formula with those, and you get their uh, what their record should be um, based on the run scored versus the run allowed. And generally with the Pythagorean record, it's if a team is outside of four games away, either way, wins or losses from the Pythagorean record, they've either been lucky or unlucky uh, due to uh, a bunch of cluster runs and you know, like the Mariners last year. The Mariners last year were nowhere near as good as their record indicated they were. They won way too many one-run ball games, uh, and that's that's uh, you know that's that's not a good indicator of how bad they actually were. They they won. I think they won ninety games, and they were more like a seventy-something win team, as evidenced by the way that they're playing this year when they've you know quote unquote improved with Robbie Ray and. Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker and the and the, and the such and the like, um, but um, and then I also uh, took the hits needed per run scored and kind of did a little bit more of a mathematical formula with that and used those run scored to runs allowed numbers to get an adjusted Pythagorean record. Um, so. And then I took the adjusted Pythagorean record, the pace that they were on for win total with that versus the pace they are currently on with what their uh, win percentage is actually. Um, I added the wins up for what they're projected with my adjusted Pythagorean record, what that projects them to be with their final win total versus what their current pace final win total would be divided it by two got the average and that is what uh my projections are for that so we are going to go eight to one and starting at number eight we have the san francisco giants uh, they are currently on pace for in the mid to upper 90s um, they won 107 ball games last year, which led baseball in wins. Um, but I have them currently projected to win 83 or 84 games, which would have them finishing eighth in the National League. At number seven, we've got the Milwaukee Brewers. Also, I want to point out that at the time that I did these projections, uh, it was early last week. So <laughs> a good seven to ten games have been played by each team since I've done these projections. So they could be a little off either way. Um, but uh, yeah, Brewers at the time of doing it, they were a, another team that on their, on their current pace at the time were projected to win in the nineties. Uh, I have them coming in at number seven in the national league, just barely missing the playoffs and winning 84 or 85 games. Coming in at number six, the last playoff spot in 
the National League, we have the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, they're actually pretty cro- pretty close, pretty close to what their Pythagorean record uh, says they should be. Um, it had them in the ninety low nineties range for final win total, and then uh, I think my adjusted Pythagorean record uh, had them closer to a five hundred ball ball team. So uh, my win projections for them would have them sixth with eighty six or eighty seven wins. Coming in at number five is the Atlanta Braves, reigning defending undisputed World Series champions. Um, same thing, their current pace has them winning 90-something games, but uh, I have them projected at winning 88 or 89 games. They won 88 games in the regular season last year and went on to win the World Series. Um, they would be the number five team. So they would have the second wild card spot. And at number four, we've got the – also, I have them ranked in order of win total, not division winners, wild card winners for the teams that are in the playoffs, uh, which brings us to number four, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I've got them projected to win 90 to 91 games. They would be winning the National League Central over the Brewers. Um, and when I did these projections, the Brewers were still in first place in the division, and the Cardinals have since passed them in the division um, and I have them winning the division and uh, having the fourth best record in the national league at number three, we have a team that would be taking the first wild card spot. And that is the San Diego Padres one, two and three, one, two and three. And these projections are all right there bunched together Uh, at number three. I have the Padres with 96 or 97 wins. Um, I mean, they're they're a good team. Pythagorean record likes them. My adjusted Pythagorean projection likes them. So 96 or 97 wins, can't beat that. Uh, they've been hot of late. I've, uh, I've watched a couple of their games. I watched their game yesterday and then I uh, watched the last, I think I started at the eighth inning on Tuesday night with their game that went into extras. Um, and they're just a good team. Machado is hurt now. So we'll see what that does for them uh, over the next week or so or until, until whenever he comes back. But my projection, projections have them finishing third in the National League and taking the first wild card spot. Coming in at number two, we have the National League East winner, the New York Mets. My projections have them winning 98 or 99 games. Uh, of course, this is not accounting for whenever DeGrom comes back and Scherzer, whenever he comes back, um, and if Miguel can come back and stay healthy, having Miguel as a number three starter and having Chris Bassett as a number four starter, their rotation is just nasty uh, if DeGrom can stay healthy once he comes back. Uh, but, yeah, I do have them at number two, winning the National League East with 98 or 99 wins. And at number one, we have the National League West winner, the Los Angeles Dodgers, another team with just a nasty lineup. My projections like them. Um, and they also are going to win 98 or 99 games. I gave them the bump to the first uh, just because I think the Mets and the Dodgers still have another series. 
and uh, I think they split the last series two to two. I think they have a three game series. I, I think the Dodgers will take that series, but I also just think the Dodgers are the better team. I think uh, they have the on paper they have the better roster. Um, Bueller is hurt and will be hurt for a good while, so that does hurt their rotation. But uh, all in all, they still have the better roster. They have the the better lineup. They have a much better lineup. The Mets lineup is uh, is pretty weak for the most part, outside of Alonzo uh, and McNeil and Nimmo. Um, but uh, yeah, Dodgers number one, winning the National League West with 98 or 99 wins. We are going to take a quick break here on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, and we will be right back after this. And we are back here on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. And next, we are going to take a look ahead to three weekend series that are all going to be really, really, really good series to watch. They're going to be fun to watch. And uh, all six teams are contenders in their leagues. Um, And just a bunch of heavy hitters across the board. And the first series I have, the biggest series of the weekend, is the Astros at the Yankees. The Yankees lead baseball in wins, and the Astros are in third in baseball in wins. Astros have been hot of late, had a really good home stretch with the against the White Sox, uh, and then sweeping the Mets in a two-game interleague series that ended yesterday. Um, they are going up to New York now to play four in the Bronx, going to be a really, really, really fun series to watch. Um, I have this series going to a 2-2 split. Um, I don't think the Yankees are a 120-plus win team. Um, I do think they're – I think my projections, if I remember correctly, do have them over 100 wins, but I don't think they're 120-plus wins which is the pace they're on currently. Um, Aaron Judge has cooled off of late. He did hit a home run yesterday, his 26th of the year, but that was his first one in like a week, um, which is, you know, what normal guys do. But uh, I do have this series going to a 2-2 split. It's going to be a fun one to watch. There's going to be a lot of good pitching and uh, some home runs in there as well. Uh, And Jordan Alvarez uh, if he has a good series, he can really take advantage of that short porch in right field, and really he, he like he, he, in these four games he could he could very much catch up with Aaron Judge in home runs. Uh, next series we have is the Dodgers at the Braves. A couple of teams looking to win their respective divisions. Uh, two teams that I have making the playoffs in my projections. Um, I do have the Dodgers taking this series two games to one. Another series is going to be really fun. Uh, they got Sunday night baseball this week. So I will get to watch a Braves game because normally I am black out of watching the Braves. Again, not a Braves fan, but I like watching baseball. And I can't watch the Braves because I am blacked out. The just ignorant blackout. The way they decide who is blacked out, it's just, it makes no sense. First of all, 
nobody should be blacked out of any game. If you really want to grow the game, let everybody watch every team. Four hours away from Atlanta, in no way should I be blacked out from watching the Braves game. I'm not driving four hours every day to go watch the Braves if I want to watch a major league game. You want to know the other two teams that I'm blacked out from watching? The Miami Marlins and the Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to do a quick little quick little GPS search here because I've never actually done it. I'm going to open my Waze app. The show is not sponsored by Waze. And I'm going to see how far it is. Just to Miami. 574 miles to Miami would take me six hours. No, I would get there at 6.30. It would take me eight hours and 30 minutes to get to Miami. I'm blacked out from watching Miami. See how far for Tampa Bay, because I'm curious now. Tampa Bay, Florida. Tampa Bay is closer than Miami. Something went wrong. What? Tampa Bay, Florida. Why can I not locate Tampa Bay, Florida? What? Why are we not Tampa Bay Rays? Just just go to there. Just go to their stadium. 370 miles to the Rays Stadium. Did not plan on doing this, but I'm doing it because I'm curious now. Loading. Don't know why it's taking so long to load. Six hours and 32 minutes. So the closest of those three to me are the Braves, and they're four hours away. I can't watch any of those three teams. My team plays in the National League East. I can't watch uh, the Braves or the Marlins, whether they're at home or on the road. So if I wanted to watch all 162 games of my baseball team, I would miss 38 of those just because of blackouts. Makes no sense. Absolutely zero sense. And then if my team plays the Rays, I miss those games too. So even more games. If baseball really wants to grow the game, Get rid of the blackouts. Makes no sense. But anyway, sorry about going on that tangent. It's just annoying. Dodgers at Braves. I've got the Dodgers taking the series two games to one. That'll be a good series. Both teams have good pitching. Dodgers have not, not announced their uh, their starters for this series yet. Um, the Braves have Anderson, Freed, and Strider going, I believe. Um, so... That'll be a fun one to watch. Good pitching and, again, good offense. And then the last series we have to look forward to this weekend is the Phillies at the Padres. Another four-game set starts today. Phillies coming off of a two games, uh, two games of getting swept by the Texas Rangers um, after that really, really hot streak to start the month uh, once Girardi was fired. Um, and the Padres are – doing pretty well of late. Um, I've got this series going to a split. Bryce Harper came back yesterday after being uh, missing Saturday, Sunday, off day, four games, uh, three games. He came back yesterday. Um, so that could have been an issue for the Phillies. But Wheeler also got lit up pretty good yesterday. And then defense, defense hurt the Phillies yesterday. Um, but uh, I do have this series going to a 2-2 split. Going to be uh, good pitching on the Padres' part. Not as much good pitching on the Phillies' part, uh, except for Aaron Nola. Uh, the Padres will miss out on Wheeler, who pitched yesterday, but they will have to face Nola, who has just been otherworldly over his past five stars or so. He's been one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball. 
Um, but it's another, it's going to be another series with uh, a bunch of good offense, uh, especially coming from the Philly side with Machado out. The Phillies have the better lineup, uh, but the Padres have the better pitching um, rotation and bullpen. Philly's bullpen still is not good uh, as it has not been for years, but I've got that series going to a two to split. And that will bring us ladies and gentlemen to the very first fan question of this show. So, as I've told y'all many, many times, feel free to send me questions on social media. I will read them on the show and answer them on the show. Not just read them, I will also answer them. Um, and today's fan question comes from Amos. And Amos asks, Amos asks, who is a top trade chip that isn't being talked about right now that you, me, can see being dealt at the deadline. Keep up the awesome show. Thank you, Amos, for the question. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. That is a really good question. I had to do some research on this one. And my answer would be Eugenio Suarez of the Seattle Mariners. Um, he signed with the Mariners this past offseason, coming off of two down years with the Reds. He is a very prominent power hitter. 30-plus home runs. Um, he is not somebody that has been talked about, at least that I've heard, um, as a trade chip, as he is signed for the next couple of years. But he is having a bounce back here. He's not a guy that's going to hit for a lot of average. I think his batting average is 220, somewhere between 212 and 220. But he does have two, 12 home runs. He's going he's gonna to get on base um, at a decent clip for uh kind of makes up for his low batting average his, his, his on base percentage is going to be in the 300s and he's going to hit a lot of home runs um he's basically a uh a joey gallo type uh that plays a more prominent position at third base um uh, probably more suited for a dh role but he can play third base and um he hits a lot of home runs. He's he's pretty much perennial 30 home run guy. And the Mariners are not performing the way that they did last year, which was an anomaly, the way that they performed last year, as we already talked about earlier today. But so I could definitely see them trading him and, you know, either for an already everyday MLB player to kind of shore up whatever their holes may be, or a prospect or two, um, trade him to a contender that could use uh, another power bat or uh, or a third baseman that can hit for power. Um, but yeah, my answer would be Eugenio Suarez. So once again, Amos, I appreciate the question. And if anybody else has any questions that you would like me to answer on the show, feel free to send them in. And I will answer them promptly. That will bring us to our random player of the episode. Today's random player of the episode comes to us from the Miami Marlins. He made his debut on July 14th of 2017 for the New York Yankees. Over his career, he has hit for a line of a 288 batting average, 360 on base percentage, 456 slugging percentage, 35 career home runs, and a 120 OPS plus. In his career with the Marlins, uh, which started in 2018, he has 
been an everyday player just about every year. If you need that for context. And this season, he has a 313 batting average, 380 on base percentage, 467 slugging percentage, five home runs, and a 139 OPS plus. His 120 career OPS plus means that he has been 20% better than league average over his career, and his 139 139 OPS plus this season means that he has been 39% better than league average this season. Debuted in 2017 for the Yankees, has been a Marlin since 2018. 35 career home runs, five home runs this season. His name is Garrett Cooper. So if you guessed Garrett Cooper, congratulations. Great job. Your prize, as always, a thumbs up. Good job to those of you who guessed Garrett Cooper. You'll ha- If you didn't guess Garrett Cooper, you'll have another opportunity on Monday's episode when we do our next random player of the episode. As always, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Podbean, anywhere you can find podcasts except for iHeart radio and uh stitcher which i am going to look into getting the show on iheart radio um i tried getting it on stitcher and it didn't work so i'll have to look into that at some point um but uh but yeah find the podcast pretty much anywhere you can find podcast you can find the video version of the show on youtube just go to youtube and search for the baseball fanatic podcast you can find my writings on medium go to medium.com search for troy brock you can find the show on social media twitter instagram tiktok just go to any of those platforms search for the baseball fanatic podcast i will have the link tree in the description as i have for the past few episodes you can click that and go to uh go to whatever you want to go to and find the show. Um, as I said earlier, send me questions. Slide on into them DMs and send me a question. Uh, appreciate Amos again for sending in the question. Great question. And if anybody else wants to send in a question, you are more than welcome to do so. I would love to answer questions on the show, and I will be more than happy to answer any and all baseball question you in mind. It don't even have to be about baseball. It could be about wrestling. I can talk about wrestling. I like wrestling. It could be about football. I'll talk about football. Don't ask me any NBA questions. I mean, you can. I'm not going to give you a good answer or an educated answer. Uh, but uh, if it's about baseball, football, wrestling, video games, you know, I can answer those. Just send me questions. It don't have to be about baseball. I'll answer questions. Uh, if if it's not about baseball, if it's about something I don't know about, I'll try to make it funny. Well, you know, we can, we can see what we can do with what we're given. Uh, but, yeah, slide on into them DMs. My DMs are always open. And uh, I will be more than happy to oblige. Appreciate y'all joining us today. Join us on a Monday when we will give our latest edition of the Power Rankings. It'll be the first one in two weeks since we did not have a normal episode this past Monday. Hope y'all enjoyed those episodes, by the way. Um, I, uh, I had fun doing those. They were, they were a little different. Uh, but uh, I am I am glad to be back on the grind, back to my normal uh, my normal recording schedule, and back to the normal episodes. Um, but yeah, make sure you join us on Monday. Like I said, power rankings. And until next time, y'all have been I've been Troy. Y'all have been great. Peace, love, and rock and roll. I'm out. Bye.